Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everybody? Matt Kajeski here back again with the Stochastic DFS channel. And today I'm here talking about some college football DFS ahead of December 24th, Christmas Eve, a holiday showdown slate between San Diego State and Middle Tennessee State. Before we get started, make sure to hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so when this and all other content goes live. We're also brought to you guys today by No House Advantage. And if you've never heard of No House Advantage, they have a bunch of cool ways to take advantage of player props and brand new. They have a first match deposit bonus up to $100 when you click in the video description below. But how does this work? They have a couple different varieties where you can take advantage of player props. They have verse the house, which is essentially you making lineups of player props against the listed lines they have. And if those props win, you win. And then they have pick them contests, which function more like DFS tournaments. It's you versus other people. You're creating lineups of player props on a confidence interval. The ones you're most confident in go at the top and you're playing against the field and they have tons of prizes up to $25,000 in some contests. And a lot of these are overlaying, which is very key to your profitability in DFS, sports betting, everything. Say a contest is filled for 1000 people and you're getting $10,000 in prizes, even if 500 people join that contest and they don't get quite to a thousand. They still have to pay out all of the prize money, which can be a big boon to your bankroll. So make sure to check them out. Tons of good stuff going over, going on over there, including college football, but let's dive into the slates and happy holidays to you all, by the way, coming to you live from a very, very cold Wisconsin. I'm sure a lot of you guys are dealing with the same. We're bringing you behind the glass. This is our player data usage tool. If you're listening to this on podcast, you can find it on YouTube and Subscribe, leave a rating and review if you can. That helps a ton. So thank you if you've done that. Single game showdown, San Diego State, Middle Tennessee State. It's a seven-point spread in favor of San Diego State. A 47 total coming down quickly, down from even 48 and a half this morning. Two teams that are polar opposites. You have a San Diego State team incredibly slow, 126th in pace, 43% pass rate. And Middle Tennessee State runs an air raid, 12th in pace, 55.5% pass rate. And both of these defenses are kind of uniquely situated to stop their opponents. Middle Tennessee State, they only allow 3.6 yards per rush attempt. They've neutralized a lot of good run games, which might happen against San Diego State. Well, the back end of San Diego State's awesome. Only 6.7 yards per pass attempt allowed. They've neutralized a lot of good passing attacks. And this is an air raid for Middle Tennessee State. So who wins out? Let's talk from a DFS perspective on San Diego State first. 
You have quarterback Jaden Maiden, pretty expensive here on, on both platforms. We're pricing out for FanDuel as well. He's $16,200 in the captain on DraftKings, but his stats are a little depressed because he didn't start the whole year. So like the rushing stats in particular, 205 yards. If San Diego State hadn't trotted out Braxton Burmeister to start the year, this probably would be closer to 400, 500 rushing yards. He's very mobile. And then as a passer, he's actually been quietly pretty efficient and he's grown throughout the year. He's averaging 246 yards per game on just 28 attempts. That's really good for Maiden. He's automatically in consideration at captain just due to lack of alternatives. And we'll, we'll start to get to that. When you look at the backfield here, it is a complete mess. Jalen Armstead missed their most recent game. He's now had about a month to recover. So I think he's going to play. You're not going to get great beat reporting from this game. So just be wary of that. But Armstead led the backfield in the two prior games prior to his injury. But regardless, this is probably a timeshare. With Armstead out, you had Jordan, Jordan Bird leading the team in snaps and carries. There was only six carries, so take that for what it's worth. And then the second most active player was Chance Bell, but he didn't even receive a carry. He only had two targets in the pass game. Keenan Christen was second among backs with two carries. It's going to be split. You might see some Cam Davis in the mix. They don't have a lot of transfers here leaving the program, which honestly kind of muddies things from a backfield perspective. If I'm playing one of these guys, I'll play Armstead if he's active. Otherwise, Bird if he's out. And then I'm probably just going to try to go cheap here and play the Keenan Christens of the world, the Chance Bells of the world, even though I don't feel good about them. This is a GPP situation here. Receiving game has been actually pretty consistent for this team through most of the year. You have your top two receivers in Jesse Matthews and Tyrell Shavers. Only five targets separates them, and the receiving leader, Tyrell Shavers, is actually significantly cheaper on DraftKings specifically. It's actually flip-flopped on FanDuel. On DraftKings, Shavers at 8,100 in the captain's pretty attractive, only 4.8 targets per game, but he's still averaging 48 yards, finished with 581. Jesse Matthews, for reference, finished with 409 to kind of give you guys an idea where these players sat in terms of routes run. But it's not just that. The third most targeted receiver on the team, I guess I should say pass catcher, was tight end Mark Redman. I think he's very much in play here. His route shares have been very good historically. Last game, they did drop to 62%, but he'd been above 70% in the five games prior, and he averages 78% of the routes on the year, so I'm not really looking too much into that. I think Redman is a fine play in terms of target volume and price. He's very, very cheap, and he makes a lot work in your lineup. And there is some upside with him. So completely fine with Redmond. The wide receiver three is Makai Shaw. His route rate has bounced a little bit over the place. Let's look at the last four games. 87%, 68%, 55%, 82%. So this does ebb and flow here. I'm still fine with him as a wide receiver three. The problem on DraftKings specifically is he's more expensive than Shavers. And he plays a less consistent role. On FanDuel, it's a different story. He's $8,000. He's the third most expensive pass catcher there. I think he makes more sense on FanDuel compared to DraftKings. On DraftKings, he would just be your pay-up to be contrarian option. They use Breon Penny as a rotational wide receiver three. His route rates over the last two games are 34% and 27%. So you're not getting a full workload with Breon Penny. But on DraftKings, if you need a punt, he's a potential option, a potential pivot off Redmond. Redmond little better, just one-for-one one value, but Breon Penny will get snaps around 25 to 30% of the routes. Let's pivot to Middle Tennessee State, where we have Chase Cunningham. Basically the same price, 
as Maiden, but slightly more expensive. It's an air raid, but tough matchup for the air raid. He throws it 38 times per game, 264 yards per game. Does have a little bit of rushing chops, 143 yards here. That's not bad. I think for upside purposes, I prefer Cunningham, but just in a vacuum, Maiden's going to project a little bit better. He's a better rusher. The team has a much higher implied team total because they're seven-point favorites. But that's not to say I don't like Cunningham. I think he's certainly viable here in this spot. The running game has changed a little bit. You had Frank Peasant working as the feature back for a few weeks, and then it sort of changed. And over the last couple games, it has shifted towards Darius Bracey, which is important here because you might look at the box score and see FIU is the final game. Well, that score was 33 to 28. It was a close game. And Bracey played more snaps. He outcarried Peasant 20 to 9. I think this is probably a timeshare to some degree moving forward, but I'm going to side with Peasant based on the larger sample size of work here. Bracey, I think, is an interesting contrarian play because we don't really know for a fact who's going to lead the backfield in touches. I think both these guys should be in play just because of the raw volume that Middle Tennessee State just uses in their offense. And last thing to note on the run game, Chase Cunningham, he does have designed rush attempts of nine and eight over the last two games. It's pretty good for a mobile quarterback, just giving you another feather in the Chase Cunningham hat. Again, I slightly prefer Peasant, but he is a bit over overpriced on this slate. Bracey, he's more neutrally priced in my opinion. Getting to the pass catchers, and this is a fun spot to target. You've got a lot of four wide sets for Middle Tennessee State, and their number one receiver, Jalen Lane, Watch for opt-outs here. I don't think we see any, but you always got to worry a little bit here. So I just want to note that before we start. Jalen Lane is their wide receiver one in every sense of the word. Routes, he's up above 80% consistently. Eight targets in the past two games. The third most recent game, if you're watching on YouTube, he was injured. So don't make too much of that. Averages 8.1 targets per game, 83 yards. He's very much the receiver you want to pay up for if you're paying up for one. The wide receiver two on the year in terms of yardage was actually Isaiah Gaithings, 490 yards for him, about 44 and a half per game on 6.2 targets. He's actually tied with Yusuf Ali for the second most targets as well. So I, I do think Gaithings is probably the two here. His route rate is also the second best recently. Also, it's the best on the team all season long. But again, you have Jalen Lane missing some time. So I think Gaithings is the two. He's not priced like it. He's actually priced like it on FanDuel but not on DraftKings, so we have a bit of a value there. I'll play quite a bit of gay things. The wide receiver three in terms of yardage was DJ Anglin Chisholm, and he only or he got 359 yards on 34 targets. For reference, Yusuf Ali, 358 yards on 66 targets. Ali was far more involved, but DJ Anglin Chisholm was far more efficient. So how do the routes shake out between these two players? Well, honestly, it, it's kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit for them. You have... Yusuf Ali with a 65% route rate, but his routes over the last two games are 53% and 57. You have Anglin Chisholm, who was injured for a lot of the year. The routes over his last two games were 44% and 67%. So he's jumped around a little bit here, but he is cheaper at 7,800. I think my preferred play right now is going to be to get to these gay things in Anglin Chisholm lineups on DraftKings and play more of the Yusuf Ali's on FanDuel where he's only 8,500. And again, I like Lane a lot. I'm going to be prioritizing him as the most efficient pass catcher. Names to mention just as your very, very deep 
potential dart throws. Elijah Metcalf, he played a, a pretty big role here when Jalen Lane went out. So I think he's the wide receiver five. And if someone were to get injured or opt out, Elijah Metcalf, I think, would be the first guy you see on the field. And then you have Bryce Bailey. He's kind of ping-ponged around between 20 and 30% of routes. Quaterius Tolbert, those would be six and seven for me, just looking at the routes run. But that's the game. That'll do it for us. Let me know in the comment section what you think. If you agree, disagree, any questions, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel on the way out. And if you'd like to, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Matt underscore Gajeski. Love chopping up college football with anyone who would like to converse. Otherwise, we'll be back doing this every single bowl game throughout bowl season. So make sure to check those out. Until then, good luck, and we'll see you later.